Welcome to Tomorrow. I'm your host, Joshua Topolsky. Today on the podcast, we discuss Normani, Greenland, and the Joker. I don't want to waste one minute. Let's get right into it. All right, Ryan, we're finally back. Hello. On the air. Hi. It took us... You were in the Midwest. I was in the Midwest. It took us a week to get back. And luckily, nothing happened at all in the world. So uh, there's almost nothing to talk about, really, when you think about it. Um, no, it's big. A lot of stuff going on. I was in the Midwest um, visiting. My grandma's been sick for like a year now. Um, but I was visiting her and seeing my family. And I was just in like a bubble of like I couldn't control the TV. And I didn't have time to like go through my RSS feeds or like be like extremely online. And I woke up one day and I I read the news and I came downstairs and I was like, is it, have I been away from the news for a while? Or is this Greenland tweet the craziest shit that's happened in a really long time? The Greenland thing is, uh, I mean, you know, the funny thing is it's like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. That's happening now or whatever. But doesn't it seem like, and I know people keep saying this, but doesn't it seem like an onion headline to be like, America trying to buy other white countries? Well, it also doesn't mean, it also is like, what is it, why? Like, what's the, what's the, what's the, um, motivation? Like, has that ever been even discussed by anybody? That's, we're in such a. People have said like sand and mineral resources, but like, is, isn't it fairly common knowledge in elementary schools that, Iceland is the green one and Greenland is the ice one. I think and like, yes, I, I Greenland's I, kind of barren. I don't understand what we're doing. I think we're just through the, we're through the looking glass, man. You know what I'm saying? And then I was sick this week. I had food poisoning for two days. Um, and several IV bags of like rehydration later, I was on Twitter trying to like get my mind off of nausea and, I saw that this was still in the news and that like senators were like, if you, Tom Cotton was like, if, if you don't support this plan, you're anti-American. And I was like, am I still hallucinating? I, I, you know what? I'm kind of fucking proud of the fact that my brain will not resolve this with reality. Yeah. Like it's fucking crazy. It's fine. It's great. It's normal. This is a normal life now. <laughs> how we live. This is how we live now. Um, no, look, I mean, my, my, the only thing I really want, I don't want to get too political on the last episode. I feel like it was very political and I want to talk about really, I just want to talk about gadgets today. But, um, the, the reality is, uh, you know, the, the, what I really want more than anything is I just want my life back. Okay. I just want my days back. And the thing about it is I just want Trump to lose and go away you want and your I want, podcast back. I want a normal person. Podcast. I don't really want to talk about this stuff. I don't want to I don't want to think about it. I want normal people with good policies in charge of the world so that we can get back to like doing more of the right things and fewer of the wrong things. I do I do agree that America is a very fucked up com- country founded on some pretty bad shit, but I also believe that America is a country that largely has been um moving towards a better uh state of affairs and like, you know, it's imperfect, but it's never been so fucking imperfect as it is now. And, uh, I just want to like, I want to have a day that goes by 
where nobody says shit about doing anything where like, just like Trump, nobody tries to buy Greenland and, and nobody like, you know, puts kids in cages at the border and like, just like where we can just have a normal day again. You know, I'm not saying I want to tune it out. I can't tune it out, but I believe that better people in charge would make everybody's life a lot more pleasant. And more than anything, I just want my life to not be wall to wall insanity coming from like the people who run the country. Like, it's just like too much. I think we're all exhausted. No one remembers what it's like to be calm anymore. Yeah. You know? I don't know. When I talk to my family, at least on my mom's side, people who were like, I don't know, that Trump, I like how he talks two years, three years, whatever it is at this point ago. They all fucking hate him at this point. Do so they really? Me a ray of people hope. who voted for Trump in your family don't like him anymore? The only person on my mom's side, I don't know if they voted for him so much as they weren't they were like very weirded out that I was so horrified by him and was like screaming at them to vote for Hillary Clinton. Like they were really like, I don't know. He talks like we talk and you know, he's got some okay ideas. He seems like a Patriot. Like, you know, that kind of like, well, everybody's equal and she, you yeah. know, lock her up. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> they fucking hate him. Like virulently, like it was every morning's breakfast discussion eventually ended on like, he's a psychopath. And these are the people that I know are like, pretty fiscally conservative and it gave me like hope that we will at some point like resolve this i guess yeah, i don't yeah, know yeah i don't know or all die maybe we'll all die that's possible well wait so you gonna name the person who's still a fan or what well, it's my dad obviously it's your da- i was gonna say that's your dad <laughs> yeah we all know but you know your dad you know your dad probably is like deep down now is like yeah trump sucks but he's like an american man and he's like i gotta stick to my guns i think if he had never said anything the man he is right now would look at the news and be like I don't like this guy, but because he spent several years being like, this is my guy. I don't know that he's, I don't know that he's ready to like cancel his premium subscription to Fox news online or whatever. Cause he'll have to feel like an asshole. Like my mom knows that Trump's a psychopath, but if she says in, in such plain terms that this guy's a sociopathic, basically like a serial killer with a cottage cheese brain running the world's nuclear supply. If she says that in front of my dad, if she points out that he's a rapist, She'll be calling my dad a bad person for like continuing to not want to admit that he was wrong. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So she's just like talking around it in this way. Like that's what's going on here. And and if I call that out, then, you know, I'm the asshole. So I, I don't think my dad will vote for him again. But I do know that or if he does, it will be like through a series of derangements. But like I, I, it does give me hope that like regular people who don't keep up on the day to day stuff and don't have the time to like be on the ins and outs of every piece of news. You know, like they still say things like fake news, but they don't believe in Trump anymore. So that's like helpful. Right. So, okay. So let's switch off. So listen, I think we all agree. Anyway. Uh, So have you seen this Poosh Poosh controversy? No. Poosh is like a, uh, it's like a uh, all natural feminine hygiene product. Oh no. Kourtney Kardashian. Why would you call it Poosh? It's Kourtney Kardashian's product. Of course it is. Of course it is. Um, Okay. What's it do? It's like a, it's like a douche. So do you know this person, Jen Gunter? She's like a doctor. She's an OBGYN. Oh, yeah. She's like the vagina Bible. She she did an amazing tweet, which I actually saw on Bustle, which I, obviously I don't read that often. Uh, it's, I'm not the target audience, but uh, she did a tweet which is amazing, uh, which I'll just read to you. <laughs> Say, I like to see people get shut down in this manner. Um, they're like, you know, Poosh is like keep your hoo ha clean, which is like. Just like, just get out of my. Can you be a grown adult and call it the vagina? Just, just call it a pussy. I mean, let's just, you know, (laughs) just 
Let's get it. Let's get it out there. Yeah, Jen Gunter says, "How about you follow none of this advice? Your vagina is naturally fresh. Anyone who says otherwise is representing the patriarchy. Feminine washes are a scam. I'm the expert." The end. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know what? You know, mic drop. That's a mic drop situation right there. Um, I you can't help you can't help but like it. That's my new. Honestly, that that is in line with my new policy for all insane bullshit. Like when people were like, oh, while I was in the throes of vomiting, people were screaming on Twitter back and forth about Susan Sarandon and Deborah Messing. And my new policy is just like, shut the fuck up, just shut the fuck up, just shut the fuck up. Yeah. I don't want to listen to it. You got a fucking fake thing that you want people to put in their vaginas and make themselves sick. No, yeah. shut the fuck yeah. up. No, I'm not doing this. That's the. This is what we need more of in this world. Is like this is by the way I think. Similarly, why people respond to like when when you t- hear AOC talking about issues, she just sounds like a human being talking. It's like when Bernie during the during the during the debates, and we t- probably talked about this, but during the debates, you know, Jake Tapper was like, "Oh, oh, our socialized healthcare is going to is it or is it not going to cost taxpayers more money?" and um, and he was like, "You know, you're repeating a Republican talking point." And by yeah. the way, like your advertisers on this show are. Uh, definitely insurance companies. So, like, you know, the question's not really coming from a from an honest place or whatever. And it's like, I was like, yes, I love. And this is like, I guess this is my version of Trump's like straight talk or whatever. I mean, Trump is like, I mean, I'm sure you've seen the video that has cropped back up of Trump talking about his favorite passage in the Bible. If you haven't oh, seen, God. if you haven't seen this, this was like, by the way, it's from Bloomberg. It's from the show All Due Respect that we did. Uh, uh, with 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 you know the now disgraced Mark Halpern and John Heilman, who's been a guest on this podcast, but um, not Halpern Heilman. Uh, but <laughs> the the interview is like before he's president. Obviously, they're like, you know, what's your favorite Bible passage? He's like, that's very personal. I don't like to talk about that. You know, there are there's a lot of good passages in there. And it's like, yeah, you don't you don't have a favorite Bible passage because you've never read the Bible because you are a fucking liar and literally everything that comes out of your mouth is fucking garbage. Um, but so it's great to see to hear people speak actual truth you know like this is bullshit is really refreshing to hear you know uh anyhow so i just thought maybe everybody would enjoy this uh, walk down uh down um poosh lane i just want to get to a place where i know i'm sick of he- seeing like threaded twitter replies with like annotations and people don't care like we just have to tell people like when you're wrong just shut the fuck up. We don't need to hear from everybody. Like I don't need to hear a Nazi whatever and I don't need to hear someone else come back with like actually the way that melanin is produced and the difference between the races is nobody cares. They're race they're not racist because they believe it scientifically. Like I'm just <laughs> in a place of like just shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like she's not selling vaginal care because she thinks she's actually going to help you and she's not going to pull the product because she thinks Kourtney Kardashian is not going to be like, oh, wait, is it actually bad for women? Oh, I'll stop making money then. Yeah. She's not going to do that. Right. So just tell her, shut the fuck up. I'm an expert. Don't buy this piece of shit. Next yeah. thing. Yeah. Like, I, that's I, what we need. I agree. We need more real straight talk, not fake straight yeah. talk. Yeah. Um, anyhow. All right. Should we talk? Fair and balanced. Fair and balanced <laughs> news. Should we talk about the Galaxy uh, Note 10 Plus? Yeah. I've had an erection since I saw it yesterday. <sighs> that has not gone down. Wow. You know, it's just like every other Galaxy Note. It's good. It's just a good. It's cool. I like it a no, lot. No, I'm sorry. You took it out. The back is sexy as hell. Whatever they're doing with the design is so much cooler. No, I got than- the Aura. Yeah, the Aura, whatever it's called. Um, the It's a good – it's a great phone. It's really good. It's incredibly fast. It's like the screen is sick. The camera is really, really – The screen makes my iPhone X look it's, like it's, fucking Fisher-Price. It's, it's in another It's in another league. Um, the uh, pen is awesome. They, they actually have a thing that's really cool that I didn't even show you in, uh, yesterday, but – 
uh, it's like called AR sketch where you can basically make your own like um, Snapchat filters. Like you can draw on your oh, face cool. and it maps it to stuff. And it's really cool. There's actually some really weird, cool shit you can do with it. Um, actually, I'm going to share you right now on a, on a video of me. So it's got a bunch of cool features. It does text writing, a text, sorry, handwriting conversion. It's really good. Surprisingly good. Uh, it's good. It's great. I mean, it's like if Apple made a phone like this, if they just came out with this phone tomorrow, people would be like, the game has been changed. And, uh, <laughs> you know. Oh, this is cool. You, you watch my video? Yeah. There's like this weird like metallic-y thing that I drew like some weird circle that kind of looks like the Avengers logo. It's so weird. It's very strange. Uh, well, I want one now. And honestly, I'm at the point where I just have to get off of iMessage as if it was like cigarettes because I'm just like, I, I can't. It's the, that's I, looking the, at the difference between the phone. It's, it's like that. The only thing that honestly, I'm the, the only thing that the Apple, I mean, what Apple has going for it that's really great is integrated services like FaceTime and iMessage. And it like, if you have an Apple TV, you know, the phone is like, hey, uh, do you want to type on your, you know, use this as a remote or do you want to type on your Apple TV? And like, if you put like a Wi Fi password in your phone, it comes up on your laptop. But like, if you don't, like, I mean, literally, if, I mean, just to be clear, if iMessage, if nobody was using iMessage that I knew, I would not have an iPhone. I would have no reason to have an iPhone. And I wouldn't miss it for a second. You know, and I only am using it because everybody I know uses iMessage and I am feeling left out. And also like Zelda can't FaceTime with me when like I'm away or she's away. And so uh, you know, I'm I've I've been forced into it. Modern Android phones do everything better. I know I've talked about this a million times, but the but the Note 10 is is extremely sick. You should get one. Just do it. I'm gonna. Ah, uh, anyhow, David Koch died. Yeah, you know, uh, Ron Perlman had a great tweet. Uh, Ron Perlman, who is an actor, uh, he did a tweet wishing the Koch brothers a speedy reunion, <laughs> which I thought was takes a minute, takes a second. And then you're like, oh, that's good. <laughs> Anyhow, can't say I'm sad about it. Um, you know, obviously death is a bummer, but uh, if you're a monster who ruined people's lives and tried to destroy the planet, I feel like I feel like a lot less bummed about your death, basically. I so. will quote Betty Davis about John, Joan Crawford here. You should never say bad things about the dead, only good. David Koch is dead. Good. <laughs> um he's a terrible person who leaves a horrible legacy for public education uh and for the poor and the working class in this country and he the only good thing he ended up doing with his life was funding a ton of research into the specific kind of cancer he had uh which will help extend the life of other people who have his specific kind of cancer but other than that um he was a selfish monster (laughs) Uh, and the only good deeds we see from him are acts of vanity and selfishness. And I hope that other billionaires can look at him as a warning because he is basically Ebenezer Scrooge. He is the ghost of Christmas future for these people. You can die on a pile of fucking money. And what good does it do you? Because you're fucking dead. And your kids aren't going to live in a world with an enslaved po- lower class and like uh, that's on fire. The Amazon is literally on fire. The Arctic is on fire. We're all going to die because this dude like prevented action on climate change. Like I-, I hope that other 
billionaires can look at this and realize that like hoarding is a mental disorder and it doesn't matter what you're hoarding. Like these people hoarding money and like notoriety, like it's, it's so disgusting. And the fact that he died while the Amazon is on fire and he was probably happy about that is so sickening. And (sighs) I I, I have no sympathy for him. I have no sympathy for his family or anyone that, that, uh, you know, they say like, don't, shit talk the dead and like let people mourn and stuff it's like his whole life was political so i don't see why his death shouldn't be either i'm uh i'm uh yeah i agree um so then also sorry i hate to go back to politics this is more like the economy i don't know if you've been catching what's going on today this is obviously a friday oh the recession uh yeah the, well it's not really a recession but i'm watching i'm looking at a, C- a cnbc thread which is like that's from 1104 okay hold on a second <laughs> They're like CNBC four hours ago. Breaky Fed Chair Powell in Jackson Hole speech. No rule book on trade. Blah blah. blah. Stocks jump to session highs and Dow turns positive after Powell Jackson Hole speech. Down Nasdaq S and P five hundred now all in positive territory after Powell's speech. Breaking after Fed Chair's Jackson Hole speech. Trump tweets: Who is our bigger enemy, Jay Powell or Chairman Xi? Breaking. This is literally a thread on CNBC. Breaking. Stocks plunge after Trump tweets that he will respond to new China tariffs today. It says American companies are here by order to immediately start looking for an alternative to China. Breaking. S&P 500 slides more than 1% after Trump orders U.S. companies to start looking for an alternative to China. Dow briefly falls more than 410 points after Trump's latest tweet thread on China tariffs. UPS, Amazon, FedEx shares drop after Trump tweets, I am ordering all carriers, including FedEx, Amazon, UPS, and post office to search for and refuse all deliveries of fentanyl from China or anywhere else. Stocks hit new session lows. This is two hours ago. With Dow sliding 430 points at NASDAQ falling more than 2%. Um, Breaking, this is one hour ago, Dow slides more than 510 points to new session low. (laughs) I mean, this is fucking nuts. We just in the national the same 53, thing, but worse 53 minutes ago just in the national the national retail federation tells cnbc it is unrealistic for american retailers to move out of the world's second largest economy um just the, the just a progression of and this is what's going on in our in our country just literally the insanity of one demented like person with dementia a demented and has dementia is like we're like actually actually plunge the economy into into disaster through a tweet. It's really fucking cool. Anyhow, sorry. So the Galaxy Note 10, I recommend everybody goes and buys immediately. <laughs> right now, I mean, who knows? He may turn his focus to Korea next, and then we're in big trouble. You know, you won't be able to get a Galaxy Note 10 either. No Huawei, no Galaxies. Everybody'll be on iMessage, just like Apple wants. We don't know that Tim Cook's not behind this whole thing. Actually, when you think about it, yeah, he did have dinner with him. That's right. That's he right. Said that Tim Cook is the only good seat. <gasps> what was that? Siri just came to life when I accused Tim Cook of having dinner with him. Siri's like, "How dare you?" <laughs> That's my boss you're talking about. Oh shit! Oh. oh, now the mothership knows. Yeah, dude, they're watching. Okay, they're watching. They're listening. They're coming oh. for you. Apple Campus on high alert. Um. Yeah, Tim, he was like, Tim Cook is the only CEO that he likes because he calls him and the other ones don't. And I was like, you sound like a fourth grader who like is like, I like Tommy best because he invited me to his birthday. Like, you were the fucking president. Mm. I, the impact of, I mean, I wish we could stop talking about politics, but the impact of politics on every sphere, including gadgets, like you have to have your head really buried in the sand if you 
if you think that they're not inextricably tied at this exact moment because the tariffs from China will affect everything. I mean, game console companies are now scrambling for second plans in case their consoles become so difficult for the public to buy like that it impacts their quarterly profits. So things like, you know, if you're producing a switch in China and you have to import a new version of the switch, you have to factor in what will our best profit scenario be if we have to build in a price of a tariff. So like, can consumers reasonably purchase this? I mean, so it's changing the like actual what's going into product development. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe that's great. Maybe that's a good thing. I'm going to look on the positive side. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How about this Taylor, Taylor Swift has a new record. Yeah, it's okay. I don't, I'm, as you know, I don't hate it. Do you don't? I I hated that song me and Mm -hmm. I thought it was trash garbage that should be burned in a dumpster. And then the next single, um, what was that one? You need to calm down. I thought it was fine. Not as bad as like the Wokarati would have you believe. I didn't think it was as like offensive or bad as people were like off the deep end about. Um, The whole album I think is better. It's tighter than those first two singles. I think she's definitely a fairly solid songwriter and she's got a great production team and there's no reason why like like people really freak out when you say that she's like good at her job but she is she's a perfectly serviceable pop star she's not i mean i don't know any I, better I, or worse than i just she's took fine. A it was to a fine a, album i took a listen to a couple of songs and uh my feeling is uh it's a little plinky plonky for i mean me, it sounds like sarah Bareilles is to me is what it sounds like yeah, it's Sarah Bareilles by way of the Dixie Chicks with like a pop star shine. I think Taylor, Taylor Swift is like the most phony, transparent, garbagey of all of the phony, transparent, garbagey pop people. She's sure. just like, just like nothing seems sure. genuine that she does whatsoever. I think Elvis was super phony and transparent. Okay, too, you're wrong. Like- Elvis really was into uh, drugs. Okay. And, and so people who are really fucked up and high don't have time to be transparent. Okay. Yeah, so what you're saying is you would like Taylor Swift more if she yes, like yes. if she if she cr- created a heroin addiction Correct. and she like she I want her to be like uh, who was, herself on who's the guy that uh fucking Janis Joplin. Yeah, who was the guy that uh was married to uh uh uh, uh Kate Moss? What was his name? Oh Pete Doherty. Yeah, Pete Doherty. I want her I want Taylor Swift to be the female American Pete Doherty, okay? Did you see what Kelly Catrone said about Stephanie Pratt? No, what was it? Stephanie Pratt gave an interview where she was like, I was addicted to meth as a teenager and it really messed up my relationship with my brother. And she was like giving a pretty heartfelt interview and someone asked Kelly Catrone about it. And she said, well, I certainly hope that's true. It would make her a lot more interesting. She's very stupid and shallow. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I've watched her on that show and so far I have to agree. Also, her fake British accent is like out of control. Bad. Yeah, it's getting worse. It's very disturbing. Um, all right, what else is the news, Ryan? This is something I kind of wanted to talk about. We could, like, I guess, pick out ones that we liked or didn't like, but every single streaming service is dropping a trailer or an announcement. Like the the, there used to be a time when I when I was a kid, I would get my entertainment weeklies every week. Uh, but there was like the fall pilot season one that would come out, and I would cut out the pages that would describe the new TV shows, highlights the ones I was interested in. I would like make a whole chart of when I was going to watch certain shows and I would like decide if I liked them or not. Like I was a tiny Emily Nussbaum at a very young age. And I remember going on like TV message boards and being like, oh my God, like they're doing these new projects and like speculating and fan casting and all this stuff. And now network TV is so 
beyond anyone's relevant like sphere. Uh, but these streaming services have completely replaced that. And it's been a whole season around the culmination of which, which is happening now, which is D23, which is the Disney Expo where they're announcing their slate of shows for their new Disney Plus service. Uh, leading up to that into the fall, there's just been trailer after trailer after trailer for um, both movie reboots and new TV series. And I'm a little bit overwhelmed by it, but I'm also kind of happy that that culture of like sort of competitiveness for these projects is still kind of exists. And it's not just like rolling Netflix drops or whatever. Mm. Yeah, um, it's a lot, though. It's I mean, a lot. We're a I mean, there's too much. We're like, there's definitely going to need to be a culling of the fat here. Yeah, I mean, we're definitely like in a whole new era of content, just on every level. You know, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of content. I mean, so many shows, so many networks. It's too much for anyone to really absorb. And what's crazy is that there's so much in each genre that if you say I like sci-fi, we might not have shows in common. It used to be like, oh, did you watch Battlestar? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like now there's so many shows that how would you know what the other person watches? Right. I mean, it is. And there is like, I do think there's a little bit of fatigue. I mean, it's, it's, there's so like. You know, the like the, the new season of Mind Hunter is out, which we watched the first season of. I, I don't know how I'm gonna get to it. Right. Well, you have to give something else up. I mean, what else would you do? I mean, what are you gonna do? But right? the thing is is I, I I can't be living my life around like, well, this weekend we gotta fit in Mind Hunter. Like I can't live well, like I, that. I can't listen, I can't believe the people that I know who are like Oh, like I've watched every, you know, I, mean, I can't believe you know, you've watched all the fucking Real Housewives and shit. I mean, like, you know, I mean, that's crazy. All the movies, every fucking streaming show, network TV stuff, reality shows, video game. Like, I know that this sounds like an insane problem, but as a media, it's not that I want to keep up with all of it. I certainly don't need to, but. It is different now that we live, we have fully transitioned to an America that does not have like a water cooler moment outside of a meme. Right. Like we don't have something that we all experience together and we're like, J- Rachel and Ross need to get together. Like, I know. I know they do though. When are they going to finally get it figured out? <laughs> those crazy kids. Enough's enough with those guys. Um, You know, listen, it's... <sighs> I mean, I, I I could complain, but uh, you know, we're getting some good stuff. So why should I? Why should I complain? And I want everybody to be employed. What about what if Hitler? What if Hitler's ghost returned? I don't want Hitler to get an overall deal with Disney Plus. You know, it's like Hitler's house. <laughs> like I don't know. I mean, are we? Is are we ready for some kind of meta Hitler entertainment? Maybe we are. I mean, we've already done it, I guess. Yeah, it's called The Apprentice with the producer. Oh, very good. Very good stuff. Very impressive. Are you excited about the Matrix? Oh, the Matrix Four. Well, so the craziest thing about the Matrix is that it's it's being written by David Mitchell, who is uh, an amazing author, who's written amongst other things Cloud Atlas, which is a film that was made by uh, the Wachowskis and um, uh, a German director whose name now escapes my my uh, memory, but. Uh, I mean, no, because the two later Matrix movies, the other sequels to the Matrix were very bad, like not good. I don't know if anybody remembers that they were bad. I know. It's like I love Keanu. I love the original Matrix, and I love to see a trans director have such a huge project. Like yeah, this it's is great. Be great. But 
the other Matrix stuff wasn't good, and I'm a little like I don't think, I don't think I don't think we can just be like, oh, it's the Matrix, great, you know? Yeah, and it's like, is Lily just not interested at all? Like Lily just didn't she didn't want to do this? Like I don't, I don't know. I just think it's um. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't know if we need a Matrix, a fourth Matrix. And, like, what are they going to do? They're going to reboot it. They're going to introduce some, like, young, new Neo or whatever. I just think there's, at some point there's, like, got to be an end to things. Like, things <laughs> should end. Be, um, things should have end. It's going to be, like, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, but <laughs> the Matrix. Version. Right, right. I just think, like, things should end. I think that's a good thing. It's okay if they do. We yeah. shouldn't be scared of, like, stuff coming to an end. What if the the world where the humans are batteries is a matrix inside of a matrix and all of it just comes back around to the Sims? I mean, all they have to do, right. I'm sure they're, look, I'm sure they're like, oh yeah, there's so much new, like so much new stuff now with like, we're living, in, we're living in a simulation and all this shit, you know, like, uh, but I don't know. I mean, I think that, I think that the matrix would have been really perfect had they never made a sequel to it. That's why the fifth element's perfect, is there was never a sixth element. I don't know that I would describe it as perfect, but I think one of the strengths of of it could be a strength, you know, where it's just you don't do a sequel. It's a one weird off thing that happened in the nineties, and you're like, that's great. But it's like American Beauty, which I just watched. Did you see It's very problematic. But go on, what were you gonna say? Did you see whose hand is on the cover of the American Beauty poster? Christina Hendricks. Oh yeah, I, it's funny because I was because we I literally just randomly rewatched it, and it's and I have to say I mean it's a pretty amazing movie, but also just like is so it's it's very I mean it, it shows its age obviously and you know it's like now it's with Kevin Spacey of its time it's it's hard to it's hard to watch anything with Kevin Spacey and not kind of think about all the shit that Kevin Spacey's done, um so it's you know somewhat tainted, um but it's also. Like it's still a really interesting, good movie um, that encapsulates a lot of stuff in a very sort of compact space. Um, it's very much like, you know, the work of a playwright. Yeah, oh, totally. And it's very much like, um, you know, I was like, Laura and I were watching. I'm like, there's no doubt. I'm guarantee fucking to you. If I go to look at the Wikipedia entry for this right now, it's going to be like. The story was inspired by an article that Alan Ball had read. And like, sure enough, it's like inspired by the blah, blah, blah story. You know, it's like something in like some. A lot of movies in the 90s were very play-ish, though, like Election. And like there was just like a sense of it needs to be a small scale. So they were importing a lot of like there was a boom of indie projects. Yeah. Importing a lot of those stories from a stage, like quieter, smaller stories. There's no problem with that. But nowadays we just write 13 more stories and call it a TV show. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, anyhow, it's, it was, it was just interesting to see, um, to kind of, uh, look back at that, but it, I mean, that's a great example of like, you know, I, I can imagine now, like if, if, if an American beauty style movie happened, people would be like, we got to do a sequel to it. And it's just interesting to <laughs> see this eight more American beauties. <laughs> yeah. Like American beauty too. Like he doesn't die. Sorry. Spoiler alert. If you haven't seen it, it's like he actually survives the, and be, then he's in a coma and it's a movie where it's all in his head. And then at the end of the movie, he really is dead. And it's like, all right, you know what? So yeah. How do I feel about the new matrix? I mean, how I feel about it is I'm going to go see it. 
because uh, I'm, you know, I'm uh, contractually obligated as a fan of as a fan of science fiction and, and nerd culture. And uh, you know, maybe it'll be really good. Maybe they'll like completely surprise us. Do we, do we talk about? We haven't talked about the fact that we're hiring for a bunch of roles at both input oh, and inverse. Right. We haven't even t- touched on this. So you know, we're all really off to the races on input and inverse. I'm very excited. Um, it's full steam ahead at this point. We're hiring uh, input. We're looking for a managing editor, a uh, reviews editor, uh, to a couple of some news editors, some staff writers, some news writers. So like a bunch of people. Uh, Inverse is hiring for an associate entertainment editor, a deputy editor, a mind and body editor, a news writer, a news writers, science editor, and a TV writer. So a lot of roles open, like Baker's dozen. Um, and I'm excited, you know? It's, I'm very excited, and we're working on some really, really cool product stuff. We're full steam ahead, and I honestly can't wait to, for everyone to see all the stuff we're making because it's going to blow your fucking assholes off. Wow. You know, <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then you're going to have a horrible life after that because you won't have an asshole. And uh, You'll be like, why did I look at this? You'll like, say, ha, 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 we got one over on you. Yeah, we're like, our whole goal here was to blow your asshole off and thus destroy your ability to use the bathroom normally. Yeah, mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. <laughs> Anyhow, it is exciting. I like to build stuff, as you know. Big fan of building things, and uh, we got some cool stuff coming. So I'm very excited about that. Um, what else is going on? Another things that were making me like bringing me joy. I, it's not my nice things, but okay. I did. Oh, really you, have, you, have, you have like sub nice things that are still nice. Did you see the Normani video? No, this took over the internet. No, it didn't. Because I was, I didn't see it. Called Motivation. It's in her new music video. It's her first solo song after Fifth Harmony, and it is great. And it is the return of. I'll be uh, honest with you. I don't. I've never heard of Normani. Good. Now you do. Now you will. Okay, I'm watching. Okay, uh, there's a commercial for a Citibank card beforehand. You're gonna sign up for a Citibank card when you hit that Apple card right there. Fuck the. uh, We'll talk about the Apple card in a second. Here we go. That starts very meta. Oh, it's so good. very meta oh i like this now this is the kind of pop music i'm looking for right mean pop girl right, here we go here we go oh wow okay oh really oh really get out of here <laughs> Oh wow. Um Okay, I have I need to go masturbate, so I'll be back. <laughs> be back someone tweeted a picture of her outside like with the water or whatever and someone wrote someone left the cake route in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> um very good. Very, very good. Very good. Very fun. She is the return of pop music. And I have told you that my theory before that when we get out of some of these dark times, we will have a main pop girl again and people will dance and sing and there will be talent and people will, will baby one more time and want to be and like a virgin in the streets. And I really think <laughs> wow. we're coming back around. It's all and fun. I'm really excited. I She's dancing. She's singing. 
I'm I'm pumped. This is not Taylor Swift. Definitely not Taylor Swift. It is the polar opposite on every level of Taylor Swift, I would say. Um, so yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. I'm bought in. Anyway, you had just talked about that ad for a Citibank card. I would like to know if you're getting the Apple card. Oh, the Apple card. Um, no. Why would I get an Apple card? I mean, the Apple card is I'm not exactly sure. Credit card. What? The Apple Card is just a credit card. It's a, like a loyalty card, like a Macy's card or a Kohl's card. Yeah, what do like I get? Like a discount card. on a discount on. Uh... You get cash back, like a slightly higher cash back percentage on Apple purchases, and it also stains if you put it in a leather wallet. Yeah, it's like keep away from denim and and leather. <laughs> it's a credit card. I wear pants. And I use a wallet. <laughs> like here's the two most likely places that card is going to end up is like in a wallet made of leather. You're like, or don't in, let it touch any money. <laughs> or in your jeans. Or in if your jeans. You it, it will disintegrate. <laughs> like, like what? what are you talking about? So they're like, uh, they're like, we've thought of everything with the Apple Card except about where it could physically go when you're taking it out into the world to use it. <laughs> They're selling you yeah, a credit wonder. card that needs a screen protector in a case. We really haven't hadn't considered this one thing, which is that people take the card out of their house and put it in things where to they pay. then yeah, to, where they then remove it from those things and use it to pay for things. I mean, literally, like, dude. I mean, literally, it's also uh, you know what works fine is all my fucking cards, and I don't need a fucking bank. Like a door, a store centric rewards card, that's insane to me. I don't understand why anybody would sign up for one of these outside of brand loyalty. I mean, I don't know. People were like, I mean, uh, uh, I remember when Pete came out. It was like this is going to be the new status symbol. It's like why? It's like a credit card that I think pretty much anybody can get, and it's like issued by a bank, and it's like a fucking credit card. You know, it's not like the it's not like the fucking black card from American Express. Yeah, it isn't like a secret thing that nobody can get their hands on. It's not a fucking membership to Soho House, you know? It's like, it's like, yeah, it's a card that you pay, you know, you have to fucking pay off every month. I like that Apple ran out of ideas, so they just started copying Magnuses. <laughs> they're like... <laughs> the like, Billy guy from Fire Festival. <laughs> right. They're like, uh, what about a credit card? It's metal. It's a status symbol. Everyone can have one. Hey, people respond to that shit, you know? They they that that's really, you know, um that's really like that's what matters. I mean, I will say like people like the metal cards or whatever. But they're kind of like making it seem like, you know, it's like Apple's changed the game. It's like what are the features of the what are the what does the points guy say? I'm going to go to the points guy right now. The point I'm going point the pointsguy.com is I mean, not it's an better ad. to get a discover card. I don't know if the points guy is the guy still. I know he's like, here's about here's the card info. Where is it? News. Top cards. He ain't, they ain't the top cards. I'll tell you that, baby. No, they're not. Number one card, Chase Sapphire Preferred. Okay, interesting. Damn. What about, what about Sapphire? What the fuck do I have? It's like a reserve. Damn, 60,000 points when you get a Chase Sapphire Preferred right now. Look at this shit. Inc. Business Preferred Credit Card. 80,000 points if you can start a business account with Chase. How about this shit? Look at this shit. Hilton Honors American Express business card, 130 bonus points plus a free weekend night. Boom. Where? Come on. If anything, this Apple card has me getting serious about my finances because I realized how stupid everyone signing up for an Apple card has to be. I need to see a points guy review of this fucking card right now. Here we go. Apple card. 
As a member of the media, I personally had an opportunity to sign up among the first group of users so I could experience the super simple sign-up process for myself. After updating to iOS 12.4, I mean, <laughs> that in and of itself is like, oh, you'd update your OS to get the card? That's weird. Yeah, um, this is a, an institution, a financial institution, not a fucking app. Okay, here it is. Coolest credit card activation ever, says the points guy. Low bar. Low fucking I mean, bar. Like, no offense, everyone. <laughs> I don't give a fuck how cool the, uh, like, cr- activation experience is. Like, oh, you mean I don't have to dial the 1-800 number and put in a code? Okay. Great. Um, oh, here we go. Uh, cash back, 3% purchases made directly with Apple. So anything you buy from Apple, you get 3%. It's like, who buys shit from Apple? What do you mean? Like the iTunes movies I bought? I yeah, guess. If you're, just, if you're hoarding laptops. 2% all Apple pay purchases and then 1% on everything else. Intro APR, 12.9% to 23.9%. So, you know, pretty fucking high. Yeah. Uh, this is bullshit. People are people are like talking about this like it's like hot shit. I mean, Apple purchases. Like, how often are people buying things from Apple? Anyhow, okay, all right. Well, the points guy wrote about this. I mean, it seems like the points guy kind of tried to avoid writing about it, to be honest with you. So I would say that um, if you really care about what the points guy has to say, maybe it's not the card for you. I, it just blows my mind that anybody would sign up. Credit cards are not. They are a necessary evil and a means to an end. Like there's not, they're not supposed to be sexy and cool. Every time someone tries to convince you a credit card is like sexy status symbol, they're tricking you. Like it doesn't matter if your card has Iron Man on it. That's not. Ooh, wait, can you get that? Yeah, you can. Really? Like, is it made of metal? I don't know if they make it of iron. Huh. Huh. Did you read that? Conan O'Brien podcast thing that everyone got all up in arms about from Variety. I heard somebody mention it in passing. Variety wrote like a glowing article. I had a very busy week. Sorry, I, I don't want to interrupt you. Just I want to say I had a very busy week. I did not like there were days when I like I looked at my computer at like 830 in the morning and then I shut it and I'm like, I'll, I'll get back to that like soon. And then I opened it at like nine o'clock that night. And I was like, oh, yeah, I was doing this 12 hours ago. I envy that. No, because I was in the be- in between. I was like in meetings and shit. Yeah, but at least you weren't on the internet. <sighs> yeah, but then people are like, oh my God, Conan O'Brien. I'm like, I don't, is he dead? <laughs> like, what happened? <laughs> did Conan O'Brien lose both of his legs in a horrendous accident? Did he, oh, did he get canceled? Conan O'Brien did a rape? And they're like, no, he's the same about podcast. I don't know what he said. He didn't, I don't even, so Conan O'Brien like is doing a podcast and it does okay and he's excited because he's like i didn't really know a lot about this and now i'm podcasting and people like it and it's like great for you conan o'brien um this the simpsons was good when you wrote on it it's true that was when it was good and then variety did this glowing article where they were like the podcast revolution being led by late night hosts like conan o'brien and then everyone was like the podcast revolution's over yeah, first off, the podcast revolution was led by Sarah Koenig, if it was led by anybody. And it started in 2003, and it didn't really hit the mainstream, quote-unquote, consciousness until, quote-unquote, serial. And so if you want to pin it on some fake moment, that's the fake moment. Look, podcasts but, are over. Everybody knows that. <laughs> Ask any listener of this podcast. But it's just, like, it, it's so super out of touch and, like, frustrating because it's another moment of, like, I don't know. It just feels like older people or like, I guess, normies or there's like this fake idea that that there is a group of people who didn't know what podcasts are. And it's like everybody knew what a podcast was like. Why are we pretending that we don't understand memes or the Internet or like 
the way that content is distributed now. Like there's this still this whole idea that regular people are like, what's a YouTube star? Wow. That sounds newfangled. Like everybody yeah. knows what that is. Yeah. Like we have, we variety doesn't need to pretend that Conan O'Brien invented podcasting in a garage somewhere with Leo Laporte. Like, come on. Oh, wow. Leo Laporte. That's a blast from the past, man. You're welcome. Taking me on a fucking journey over here. <laughs> Going on a goddamn trip. Um, no, so the Conan, the Conan thing, there was something else. Oh, this Popeye sandwich. What is going on with the Popeye oh, sandwich? Oh, yeah, the Popeye sandwich. Like, what is, I honestly, look, God, so, I don't want to be an old guy. I don't, there's a lot of shit happening. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, if I read about, if I read about David Koch's like uh, crimes, you know, then I don't have enough time to find out what's going on with the Popeye sandwich. It's this like, is a tour of shit that I saw while I was literally like attached to my toilet. Wait, um, hold on. Hold on. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Explain it to me. What's going on Popeyes with the sandwich? Came out with the chicken sandwich. Okay, There's they didn't. Have, you're one. telling me, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're telling me Popeyes didn't have a chicken sandwich? No, they did not. Okay, that seems strange. But go on. There was like once a sandwich in the early 2000s that was like. A but like, but like a Popeyes, you could get like a biscuit, right? Yeah. And you could get some chicken, some like boneless chicken. Yeah. Okay, like you could bake that into a sandwich. I'm just saying. Do you want the long version or the short version? Yeah, no, I want I want you to tell me everything. Okay, so okay. So, so there was so, a restaurant okay. in LA okay. that was serving Popeye's chicken on their menu, but not calling it that. They were just calling it fried chicken. And they were including it with different meal options. Like 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 a like a non-Popeye's restaurant. Yeah, they were just okay. going out, buying it, bringing it in, and then right. charging you for Popeye's chicken. Okay. What kind of and restaurant? When asked, like a fancy restaurant? It was like a highly rated, like comfort Southern comfort food restaurant. Okay, so it was like a like a like an LA like a trendy LA restaurant. Yeah, like chicken and waffles, and it was like an internet phenomenon. Okay, and when they were asked about it, they said, "Well, we source all the best ingredients, and we can't make fried. We don't think anybody can make fried chicken better than Popeyes." And it went like viral, and people so were they really were like mad so at they them. were like the way that we would get like the best avocados, the finest organic avocados. We are importing the finest fried chicken in the world. Yes. Instead, of, instead of making our own recipe. Yes. Okay. I mean, it's a stretch, but okay. And they were making mad at them. They were making a sandwich. They were making a sandwich out of it. No. Okay. No. 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 Okay. So this is the this is the earlier timeline. Okay. So then the internet was both mad and okay with it, and then they dropped it from their menu just to make the, it end. The restaurant then. For the next couple of years, it it was notable for this Popeye's gate thing, but it also had other stuff on its menu, so who cares? Then Popeye's came around and made a chicken sandwich with them that they only served at this restaurant with their Popeye's like fried chicken. Mm -hmm. And they sold it there and they with they collaborated with Popeye's and created this chicken sandwich so, that would only be served at the restaurant. So okay, okay. So Popeye's was like, we actually we're not mad. And then they're like, Do you want to collaborate on a sandwich? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. This is quite a tale. Keep going. So then they roll this chicken sandwich out around like nationwide and they say, okay, you can get it at all Popeyes. Like it's now available. People like it. And then the internet had it and they were like, it's like loaded with MSG and it's apparently the most delicious thing anybody's ever eaten. Mm -hmm. They're like losing their shit over this chicken sandwich. Mm -hmm. Then Chick-fil-A tweets out chicken our chicken equals love or something like that. Like they were like, our chicken is love. Oh, I saw and that. It's like chicken plus bun plus pickles equal love or something. Yeah. And the internet was like, really? Cause you hate gay people. <laughs> <laughs> right. So Popeye's tweeted at Chick-fil-A y'all good. 
And then the internet like exploded, and then every fast food restaurant would like who like hired a their the Burger King team or whatever, you know that like you know how like Wendy's has like sassy Wendy's or whatever. Um, they hired all those marketing firms. They all jumped in on this chicken sandwich, and everyone on the internet's mad because they're like, "This was Popeye's moment. Good for Popeye's. Popeye's did something cool. You guys suck." And it's like, I mean, these are all national corporations. Who really cares? <laughs> I mean, but I mean, let's talk about the chickens for a second, okay? Those poor mm-hmm. chickens. Impossible needs to get in the chicken game, like hard. Oh, totally. I would a hundred percent go to Popeyes and buy an impossible. Like, like come of on, like let's be sandwich. let's get real for a second. Like 75% of the fried chicken is not the chicken. Like 80% frankly, of fried chicken Morning is Morningstar chicken nuggets taste exactly right, like they regular don't. They actually chicken. don't. Okay. But 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 let's not get off topic here. Let's not get off track. I mean, they're fine for people like us. But I'm saying let's get the fucking the ch- I want the chicken sandwich shit that's not chicken that makes people who don't eat chicken like wretch in their mouth when they taste it because they're like, am I eating chicken? That's what I want. Okay. Do you understand what you I'm saying? The, I want people. Want I want meat scientists. I want to yes, hone in I want the, the meat bird. scientists because like I fucking love chicken fingers and I don't eat them because I don't like the animals being killed. But like a chicken, just give me a piece of fucking fried chicken. This is where there's no chicken, but it tastes like fried chicken. Mm-hmm. There used to be a place in um, Williamsburg that had like, they made just shitty vegan food. What was it called? And they had like some like chicken fingers that were not bad. It was called like Bubsies or Joey's or like Zappos or <laughs> something like that. It was like, it was called like Bummers or Jammers or I don't know. Come on. Hold on, I'm just going to Google it. Williamsburg, Berg, uh, vegan junk food. That's how I would describe it. Screamers? No. Is it Screamers? No. Champs Diner? Nope. Food Swings. I think that's what it was. Not even close to what I was thinking it was called. Is that what it was called? Food Swings. Food Swings. They had like all kinds of fucked up. Yeah. 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 This was like the proto um, uh, superiority burger. Oh, yeah. It was like shit. They're like, you want to like come here and eat have a paper cup and eat some shit that kind of tastes like meat, but it's like doused in like it's weird quasi, you know, like gravies. Quasi gravies, my new uh, math rock band. It's like... Um- it's like uh, when I first moved to New York and I would get really, really drunk and go to Crip Dogs and be like, everything you have that's technically vegetarian <laughs> and just like chow down on absolute garbage. You know what? There's some bad news going on right now. Are you aware of what the breaking news that's happening right now? Oh, fuck. Come on. Ruth We're Bader Ginsburg. Gator Ruth Bader Ginsburg being treated for pancreatic cancer. You, you thought I was she was dead, right? Yeah. Well, I, I well, guess what? The trend is like, you know what? Fucking Twitter needs to fucking get their shit straight on this trending shit. They're like trending in the USA, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And it's like, okay, she's dead, right? It's like, why don't you fucking say in the little thing underneath it, like being treated for cancer? Yeah, there was one that got me the other day that was Bob Barker. And I was like, oh, no, Bob Barker's dead. But you could literally put George Washington and I'd be like, George Washington, is he canceled? Yeah, it's like, like <laughs> yeah, it's like. I mean, yes, though, of course. Of course he is. But I that would be my reaction. Like, there's no context around these. I don't know. I don't know at all. At any rate, and at every but rate. But maybe that's by design because they want us to click on it and read That's exactly tweets. what they want because Twitter is a fucking shithole. 
Okay. The worst. And not the good the kind worst either. Company. Yeah, they're very bad. I can't stop. Not the kind we're going to blow off of you. (laughs) Not the kind our website's going to remove from your body by force. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Totally different kind of shithole. Uh, Anyhow, did you see this? The Joker is going to be at the New York uh, Film Festival. No, but that makes sense. Yeah, dude. Comic books are coming for your art house. Also, like, in this essay, I will. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I I actually. I actually was like, hey, is this a story? I was talking to Jeremy. I'm like, is this a story? Like comic book movies are coming for your art house? And he's like, no, they've been trying to do this for like 20 years. I'm like, oh, yeah. He's like, Logan and the Dark Knight movies. And I was like, yeah, kind of. But I feel like the yeah. Joker is going for it's like a psychological, you know, thriller. Yeah, I, 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 I am excited about superhero movies doing other things that aren't necessarily like a linear, you, you know, Marvel Cinematic Universe with one tone and one color palette and whatever. I'm excited to see some variety of stories and like take weird chances and do what if stuff. But I also don't want it to be where like a genre creep where I go to see a rom-com and it's like you can't just see a rom-com about like two teens who like pretend they're dating and now they really are. Um, I have to see like mm. Spider-Man pretends he's dating Miss Marvel. And even though I wouldn't see that movie, but I don't want it to be like every genre of movie. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't want, because that makes superhero movies kind of useless and there aren't their own thing anymore. Mm. So I'm excited for this, but I, as a general trend, I, the thing that annoys me about the Joker movie is that it has no relationship to any of the other things they've been doing with the DC movies. So I like that. I well, like no, but that. why? But what's the? It's like now what? Now they're just going to create like like weird because it dissonance. has to be a good movie. If it isn't a good movie, there's no reason to see it. It can't lean on the fact that well, did you see every Marvel movie? Because if you haven't seen Ant Man two, and it's like Ant Man two was fine, it wasn't that good. You don't have to see it. I would rather them make lots of weird movies that are really good or different than. Stuff that I have to see to check off a fucking list. I get what you're saying. I'm just saying it's nice if there's some consistency to like the world of characters they're building. If they're trying to build a world of characters, if they're just doing one-offs, that's totally fine. But they're I not just they, doing one-offs. They're doing a bunch of shit where it's like, yes, these are connected. And then, no, they're not connected. Yeah, I get what you're saying. They should pick one lane or the other. Like do one-off cool things in series yeah like like this is the weird joker series this is the weird harley quinn series and they're not connected in any way right or do or or, or, or make it work MCU. or make it fucking yeah. work you know? i also think they need to play with other formats of their characters like if their big budget movies are all going to be connected cool your dc universe online movies should have some there should be some one 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 shot movies there do you yeah. know what i mean like a one shot limited series the that you experiment and you play with the form like i i would like to see that it does need to be explained to the consumer because Marvel, the Marvel universe footprint in a short amount of time has like dominated how we think about movies and how we think about like extended universes and stuff. But I would like to see them try. Like I I never, I don't think DC at this point is ever going to catch up with an interconnected universe. So why not try something else? I mean, I don't know. Just blow it all up. You know what I'm saying? Just, just, uh, just blow it up. Now Trump's now Trump, the Dow is down 573 points and Trump's making jokes about it. Good. Great. I mean, sorry, I'm just catching you up on what's happening in my Yeah, I just I don't know real time view. Point, I don't know how to react to any of this anymore. Like, yeah, the world's ending. I guess if we speed it up, that'll be good. Things done in record time. I mean, let's just say this. I don't want a recession. I don't want a recession. But but I do but, but I don't think that the people at the bottom who 
I don't think that a, this quote unquote good economy has helped that many people. And if the people at the top need to have their knuckles slapped again, if we're for the people at the bottom to like, I don't know. I don't want to sound like Susan Sarandon, no, but I, I also don't. don't, I don't know an, a way out of this except through it. Hmm. That's an interesting way to put it. What about, what about around it? What about over it? I guess there there is another solution, which is like everybody band together, see how things are going, which isn't great. Wake up and let's do like a Green New Deal or some kind of economic plan that saves the planet and gets everybody jobs. But I, I don't people just don't seem to fucking care or wake up until they lose their house and then they're pissed. But it does until that point. I don't see that anybody wants to learn like they just want to play team colors. Like I bought a Republican jersey, so I'm a Republican. You got a Republican jersey? Why'd you do? Why would you do that? All right, what else? Should we let's wrap this thing up. Enough, enough of this. Enough of us whining and bitching. All right, nice things. We get a we're in a we're in a we're in a K hole, but we have to crystal our way out. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> All right, I bought a Tesla Model Three. Oh, I didn't buy it yet. I mean, I put the payment down on it. and I'm picking it up in uh, <clears throat> like a couple of months or something. A month. Um, so my lease is almost up. I have an Audi, and it's a great car. I love it. Um, probably saved my life. So you know, credit to Audi where where it's due. But I, I decided that I didn't want to uh, have another gas car. I commute in and out of the city every day. I drive, which I know is irresponsible, but for me, it's actually the easiest way to do it, and the the the, the most efficient. And and frankly, I don't like being around other people. So it's also yeah, the most nobody's fucking business. The most private. You know, I don't have to. I don't have to defend why I take a car. Um, anyhow, <laughs> even though I am. Um, so I was like, I'm going to get an electric car. And uh, so there are a few. There are a lot of electric cars that are like, like mid range cars, like 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 Hyundai makes one, and you know, there's like the Chevy Bolt or whatever. But I'm used to like I. One of the reasons I bought the Audi or didn't buy it, leased it. Um, is because it's got a really quiet, smooth ride. And like, since if you're in the car for several hours every day, it's sort of like, to me, it's like kind of important. I take a lot of calls in the car. I listen to like books on tape, well, audio books, audible shit. So whatever, I want like a really quiet cabin and like a really like comfortable experience. So like, I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to get, I'm probably not going to get like the Chevy Bolt or the, not that they're bad cars or anything, just not for me. I wanted to stay in the range of the car that I have. Um, so the options are like really fucking limited, like almost non-existent. There's a new Audi called an e-tron, which is basically like a version of an Audi SUV that is electric, that has a two basically like a 200 mile range, which is shit. And then there's a, a Jaguar I-Pace, uh, which is a a weird like sedan SUV hybrid, but is a uh, electric car. Anyhow, I test drove them, and one neither one of them seemed that great as cars they're just like cars and also uh they're really fucking expensive like insanely expensive like double the cost of my car basically uh and then i went to test drive a model three and the model three is sick like it's a really nice car like really nice and has insane features and you can basically lease them now for like the cost of what i paid to lease my car and so it was kind of a no-brainer like one thing Tesla has done that I think nobody else has really done uh, in the car industry, auto industry, is like they've designed a car that's basically for this moment, like right now, designed with like actual, like modern human beings in mind. Like even down to like where you put your phone in the car is like, oh yeah, that's obviously where it should go. 
and like they have like a wireless charging mat you can get so it can just like sit like in this space where you can like see your phone if you need to but it's not like you don't have to like fuck with it or like pull it out of a pocket or whatever um and uh it's just like the electronics of the car are insane the ride of the car is excellent the interior is like surprisingly spacious anyhow so i'm like pretty i haven't been this excited about like a vehicle in a really long time like it's a gadget it's a big gadget and it's really awesome and as much as i may disagree with some of the things that elon musk thinks or says you know elon and i you know we've had our history together you know good and bad but I imagine, I imagine right now a montage of you running in the fields, asking no. him if we live in a simulation. Yeah, then him Grimes getting eyeball surgery. <laughs> yeah, him being like Jews run the media. No, he didn't actually do that. He but he said something like that. I don't know. Uh, Calling people pedophiles wasn't great. Yeah. Oh yeah, that thing was cool. That was crazy. Um, he was so mad because he couldn't get his like tube in to save the to save the <laughs> soccer team. I totally he forgot wanted, about. He that. wanted it to be his fish. And he was like, "This is why we got to." destroy the media uh, what a crazy world we live in um anyhow <laughs> bad at twitter great at making electric cars is my review of elon musk so we'll see what happens i'm going to pick it up in october right around my birthday i think and uh you know i'll start complaining about it almost immediately uh okay then i have one other quick nice thing which is I, along the same lines i finally had the impossible whopper um which is the <clears throat> a Burger King Whopper with a, an impossible patty. And it's fucking great in the way that a Whopper is great, which is to say it's a fast food hamburger that is of, you know, mediocre quality, but like hits the spot when you want one. And the impossible burger presence does not alter the spot hitting quality by any measurable um, degree that I can tell or perceive rather. So I would say that's a success and everybody should try one. And, um, you know, I think that there are some very bright times ahead for the impossible corporation uh, or whatever they're called and their and their patties. I'm sure at some point they'll get upset because we won't use their fish tube to save dying children. Do they have a fish know. tube? I don't know. I'm sure their CEO will be terrible on Twitter at some point. Definitely. He's going to be like, Trump's good for the economy or some shit. And then it's like, that's the end of impossible. Um, okay. Anyhow. Uh, all right. Those are my nice things. Um, I really have three Netflix re recommendations. Uh, I enjoyed uh, the Rocco's Modern Life reboot. It was cool. And it reminded me why that show was so smart and savvy. And um, it was genuinely, I walked away being like, that was such a cool, amazing experience. And the moral of the story essentially is, why do you crave this reboot? And it's so fun and meta and great. Um, then there was the Invader Zim reboot, which I also liked. I didn't like it as much as the Rocco's Modern Life one, uh, but it was fun and it was cool to see those characters get to ride again. Um, made me feel like I was 13 and in Hot Topic again. And you know, what, what, when was life better? Uh, and then the other Netflix thing is for adults, uh, <laughs> which is uh, The Family, which is the mini series on Netflix about the... Uh, like a Christian cult in the highest levels of government and influence and industry. I could not believe that it was real. I watched it when I was a little high and thought that maybe it was me projecting this or like I was making this more mind blowing than it was. And so I watched it again when I wasn't high and it's as horrifying. And if Donald Trump wasn't the president and he wasn't trying to purchase whole other countries with cash, uh, this would be the biggest news in the world. The fact that these people 
shamelessly are using this opportunity of complete media insanity to quote unquote, like come out of the closet as a cult of power centered around Jesus. They think that Jesus was like a, the leader of a power scheme. It's like the opposite Mm. of a pyramid scheme. Like all the apostles had agreed. If we all have each other's back, it doesn't matter what we do to people because we'll have each other's interests at heart. And like, there's a whole thing about like, if you rape three kids, I won't judge you because you're my brother in this family. Like, and former presidents appeared in this miniseries. Like it's unbelievable. I I could not. Yeah. I said, I watched the trailer for it. I, it looked interesting. It's horrifying. It's, I could, I just couldn't believe the level of influence and that all these people are like, yeah, you know, people have talked about us existing. I have heard all that C street stuff. And I had understood to a certain extent that there was evangelical influence in the government, obviously, but I just did not understand the level at which, uh, like the national prayer breakfast and, um, the organization behind it really controls a a certain amount of power internationally. And that the national prayer breakfast is called that as a cover for the fact that it's a four day conference with evangelicals where world leaders bow before them. And it's really really upsetting and things are a lot worse than I ever imagined they were. But I, the nice thing about this was that at least it was something me and my dad could agree on because we were both like, wow, everything's fucked. (laughs) Um, so there's that. Um, my other two nice things were, uh, weirdly was getting food poisoning because, uh, that was horrible. Hmm. It was really bad. Uh, for three days I, I, you know, I was so dehydrated. I thought there was post-its all over, um, my room. And that I, I, I like thought my dad was here and he wasn't. It didn't make any sense. Uh, but I and I was vomiting like you couldn't believe. Uh, but it was a good opportunity for me to reevaluate some of the ways I've been living my life. Um, I didn't get sick because of, you know, not going to the gym or whatever. But it did make me think like, I don't want to feel like this. And I have family members who have cancer and heart disease. And some of my family members are going to feel like this every day until they die because they're not well. And I need to, to really like reevaluate what I was doing because um, I didn't want to wake up one day and find out that I wasn't going to get better in two days and I would feel like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was a good opportunity for me to like throw out a bunch of substances and look at what I was eating and decide to make time to go to the gym every morning. Um, so th- I'm actually feeling I'm like two days out of it at this point. And uh, like, so these are some big claims for someone who's two days out of it, but I actually feel so great. And I can't believe I was, you know, having a glass of wine with every meal or whatever the fuck I was doing. Um, yeah. I mean, it's interesting. I do think we're all going to start to sober up a little, not saying that you're sobering up, but <clears throat> I mean, I've been thinking a lot about drinking and drinking less and just sort of being more, I mean, as you, as you know, I've been smoking more weed, which maybe is a weird trade off, but for me, it has way fewer sort of like overhang effects or hangover effects, if you will. Um, uh, and I think I was using food and alcohol and various other vices as coping mechanisms for what felt like the end of the world. And even if the world is ending, I would like to enjoy my days during the end or whatever. And I was not feeling good. And I, I got sick because I ate the wrong thing from a bit shitty restaurant. But if I if there's a chance to save myself from like a, a cancer or a heart problem or something or diabetes, I need to just throw out the fucking potato chips and I need to like 
not down a bottle of wine because it's Tuesday and I don't like the president. Like that's not yeah, a valid right. reason. I agree. No, I, I think we're, I think I would, I would imagine that drinking has in the last, over the last few years had a massive upswing. Oh um, yeah. Millennials drink way more. And in recent years drink way more than. Yeah. I thought before. drinking was down amongst millennials, but I don't know what the last few years has been like. Um, well, all I know is that it's really easy to, have a reason to drink these days to have a reason to do anything really. You know what I mean? Like that gets your brain slightly slowed down. And I, and it's easy to just, we now have commodified alcoholism into like wine mom culture or like Saturdays are for the boys bullshit. And it's easy to be like, Oh, it's brunch. I'm not an alcoholic. I just went to brunch both days during the weekend and happy hour all week. It's really, I mean, I, you know, recently spent a week not having any alcohol at all. Um, and just to, you know, just to kind of give myself a breather and just to, you know, see how I felt afterwards. And, um, it, it definitely like, uh, you know, you start to notice how much everyone else is drinking all the time when you're not drinking. Cause you're like making a conscious decision to not participate. And, uh, it's, it's like pretty interesting. I mean, um, like it's, it's very, so commonplace now. It's yeah. just so it's so widespread. It's so constant. I just need, I think, like a reset period to put things back into perspective because there was a point in time when I, I would go the entire day without taking any mind altering substances and uh, I wouldn't eat a pile of garbage and I would make it to the gym and I was like a happy functioning person. And I, that needs to be the majority of my days again. Like I, I just. I, I don't know. And And being sick, it was like not only did I not want to feel like that, I was also like. What was I like? I feel like I, it was a good moment for me to be like, I what what am I medicating over? And like, maybe let's attack the problem that I'm medicating over w- rather than the like symptoms of it. And right. I know that sounds obvious, but it really takes like a big break in your routine for that to hit home. So I don't know. I'm happy about that. My vape is in the garbage. Um, wow. And my last nice thing was I went on that flight to the Midwest and it was, you know, it was a fine trip. It wasn't as bad as the last one, which was legendarily awful, uh, but it was fine. Indiana is not necessarily my favorite place, but uh, Purdue University, where my aunt's work is so stunning. It truly makes my the college I went to look like a Burger King. Um, <laughs> and it was crazy. Uh, but my nice thing is that on the way back, I always tell my mom that um, LGBTQ people in people facing service industries will do things for other LGBTQ people with like a wink. Um, and and I always call it the gay mafia and she does not believe me. And we were on a flight back from Indiana and I w- it was a very small plane. So one row of seats was just one chair and the other row is two. And I was sitting in a, a solo seat and my brother and my mom were sitting in the two seats and the flight attendant came to me and he was like, do you want anything? And I said, I, I think I'll have a glass of wine and um, whatever the snack is. He came back to me with two bottles of wine that I did not pay for and a pile of snacks. And I said, oh, my gosh, thank you. And he just winked and said, have a great day. And I was like, God, I mm. I want that energy going into 2020. I want us to all get back from a place of desperation and just, like, do things for each other. Uh, so that was a uh, shout out to Hector on American Airlines. I like you. Wow. Look at that. A personal, personal shout out. How interesting. I never get personal shout out, shout outs on this podcast. Um, all right. Should we wrap up? Should we get back to the living here? 
Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I gotta I need a drink after this conversation. No! Well, that is our show for this week. We'll be back next week with more tomorrow. And as always, I wish you and your family the very best. Though I've just discovered that your family is the family from Netflix. And I think that's very bad. <laughs>